Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Fifty one thousand plus on their feet. Nobody's left to beat the traffic tonight, I guarantee you. Mark gets the sign. The wind and the pitch. Here it is. One, fly ball, deep left center. Chris on the run. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Twenty-five lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. You know I got to get paid. I'm now get ready this is the platinum sombrero podcast with your hosts dylan short and adam doc herbert It's a four-peat. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the Platinum Sombrero. Dylan here riding solo today. Doc is on fancier avenues in fancier places, so he is not able to join this week. But rest assured, we will be on next week's episode as the Braves have done it. They have gone about and gotten us another championship for the NL East Division, that is four in a row if you're counting for the Platinum Sombrero. And we're going to dive right into it here because I don't have a ton of time to talk today. I have, uh, I got to go to work here in a second. The real job is calling. But what a season it's been for the Braves. If you were to tell me that the Braves were going to win the division after Ronald Acuna Jr. went down, I would have said you were crazy. Um... I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit on the show here about how we still thought that the Braves had a good enough team to where if they went out and added some some decent players, they'd have a real shot at, at still winning the division. Um, and they did that. Uh, and, and it goes to show that there were still talented members on this team, guys like Freddie Freeman. Austin Riley, though, was the big star. Austin Riley was the big reason why the Braves went out there and did what they did this year. Uh, so, so kudos to Austin Riley. I think that this was a big coming out party for him. Now, he's not going to be the MVP. We've talked about it at length here on the show uh, and across all the other shows I've been on. He's not going to be your MVP, but he's def- he's going to get a lot of down-ballot votes. And quite frankly, he's been so far and above better than anything that should have been expected of him this year, especially from what we'd seen previously, that it's just a fantastic, fantastic day uh, for, for Austin, or fantastic season for Austin I'm very, very happy with what he's been able to do, especially somebody like myself who hasn't been Austin's biggest fan over the course of his career. 
uh, or his short career in Atlanta. This year was was really, really nice to see. Did a phenomenal job. And the Braves, really, quite frankly, this has been an impressive season. I know that there was all those ups and downs. It was embarrassing that we were one of three teams that weren't over 500 in the first half. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing for a team that comes in with World Series expectations. Um, but they, they managed to right the ship. Alex Anthopoulos made a lot of really good, very valuable moves without giving up much in return. So as much as as much as much I'll crack on Alex Anthopoulos because I don't think that he pulls the trigger on the big deals when he needs to, we do know that uh, he did try to, at least, and get uh, Brian Reynolds, and the Pirates just did not want to deal him there. That's a move, by the way, that you should watch out for heavily this offseason because the Braves have a lot of pieces that they could send over that would interest the Pirates, who st- probably are still... Uh, probably three or four years away at least from even competing. So uh, there, there's a real potential there for the Braves to be able to swing a deal for somebody that I think would be the absolute perfect fit for this team. Um, but overall, the Braves do manage to get their division title. And yeah, it took the Mets, Metsing everything up. It took the Phillies kind of hurting themselves a little bit. Uh, but the Braves played very, very well and quietly have been 10 of their last 11. They've been really, really good to close out the year. They've had a, a, some stretches where they've played some very tough teams where it kind of looked... Let the Phillies back into it. But the Braves, as I mentioned, once they went over 500, weren't going to fall back below. Once they took that division lead, they were going to be right there taking it to the finish. And we get to see them in the postseason again. And this is going to be a very, very, very good matchup. Before we talk about that matchup, though, I do kind of want to discuss my favorite Braves of the season. So, obviously, Waskar Noah coming out of nowhere... That was, for me, that was fantastic. I'm a big Waskar Noah fan. I know Doc is too. And to see a guy that we got for Jaime Garcia, uh, and for a guy that, quite frankly, nobody was really that big on when the trade uh, happened, myself included, actually. I, I wanted, um, uh, I wanted, uh, what was it, uh, Liddell? Um, I wanted one of their flamethrowers that they had in the bullpen, and uh, I was a little bit disappointed with Waskar. I wasn't disappointed at the cost. I thought the cost was about right, but I didn't think I didn't know what Waskar would be. He was very, very raw, very young, hadn't gone very high in the organization or anything like that. wasn't super highly ranked. Was just an arm, really. His brother was a flame out, so that kind of you know makes you a little bit nervous. But what a season it was for Waskar Anoa, and I know he hasn't been the same since coming back. I think he's fatigued. Uh, I think his legs are a little bit fatigued. Because he still has the right arm action. He still has the right arm angle. He's still throwing fast. It just doesn't look like he's getting the break that he was getting before, and it's kind of struggling with him a little bit. Uh, So I think moving him to the bullpen for the postseason, as much as I've been against it before, uh, I think that it might be the right move. I think he might be a little bit tired. Um, But Ian Anderson, not quite the Ian Anderson that we saw before. He's been kind of hit or miss since he came back, but uh, put the team on his back. His last time out there, and then last night was very, very good. Didn't have the K stuff that he had before, but uh, was able to pitch around that and get through nearly seven innings on his own. He pitched well. But Max Freed and Charlie Morton. Max Freed, when he first started out the year, it looked like it was going to be a really down year for Max. And instead, it turned around. I said before the season that Max was going to be better than Aaron Nola. Now, that's not hard because Aaron Nola wasn't good this year, but that doesn't take away from how good Max Freed was. I don't know if Max is going to get another start in the regular season. I kind of hope he doesn't. Let him get a little bit of rest and get into the postseason fresh. Uh, But overall, 165 and two-thirds innings. That ties his career high in 2019. Um, 8.58 Ks per nine. His last start pushed him under nine. 2.23 walks per nine. Very similar numbers to his 2019, actually. Uh, Homers per nine under one. Not quite the stellar numbers it was in 2020, but still just phenomenal to be under one homer per nine. Um... Ground ball rate of almost 52%. 
a 304 ERA with a 330 FIP and a 344 XFIP, good for nearly 4F4, 3.8. So not, not the most dominant season. I thought you could have seen Max do even better than that this year, but he had that struggle early. Since the All-Star break, though, since he's come back from, from injury, really, he's been absolutely phenomenal. His second half numbers are really, really stellar. Uh, 8.32 on the K per nine, 1.55 on the walk per nine. That's the big difference there. The home runs per nine, just around 0.6. I mean, just been just been outstanding. A 2.73 FIP in the second half. Uh, just been, been, he's been Max Freed. He's been that guy that goes out there and gives you a chance to win every single game. He can go deep into ball games. He knows how to get weak contact. He, he just has that mentality to go out there and be a killer on the mound. And he wants the ball in those big situations. And I think that having him as the two, is, is even better because Charlie Morton has been outstanding himself. And Charlie Morton, you can be forgiven if you thought that maybe Father Time had kicked Charlie Morton in the keister right before the season started because it did not go so well for him. Um, but finishes out the season doing his normal Charlie Morton things. 183 innings for him. That's uh, his, that's pretty high on his list. Was I think that's second highest in his career actually right behind 2019. Um, over 10, almost 10.5 Ks per nine, under three walks per nine. Stellar Charlie Morton type seasons. Uh, 339 on the ERA, 32 on the FIP. So pitches almost exactly what he's supposed to. 331 on the XFIP, 4.5 F4. And if you'd said that, you would have taken that every every single day from Charlie Morton. It was every bit worth that contract, every bit worth that extension. Really cool to see from Charlie, too, because I'm a big fan of Charlie Morton. So, uh, really, really good season. You could say that he was one of the MVPs of this team as well. Second half of the season's been really good to him. Uh, just. Just a good pitcher all around. And I think one of the perfect guys to have uh, for a lot of these young guys, as he had a fifth under three in the second half as well. Uh, and this is where you get to see Charlie for what the Braves really got him for in the postseason. And they are really going to need him in this matchup with the Brewers. But I think the easiest MVP is Austin Riley. And, and it all goes back to that first Yankee series where he hit that one ball just barely out in right field, and it just seemed to turn the season around for him, and he just started mashing. I know the defense isn't rated very highly on fan graphs or on uh, stat cast, but it looks far better than that to me. I've seen him make rangy plays. He's got very soft hands. I know the throws can get away from him at times, but overall I think he's going to settle into being a very good defender, and I think the shift kind of hurts his numbers a little bit. Um, but for, for, for Austin, just a fantastic season. To take over that spot right when Ronald got hurt and, and really be the one that kept the team alive and afloat right after Ronald got hurt. I know Freddie's been Freddie this year, uh, and Ozzy has been really good when he's on. He's also been kind of off when he's off. Uh, and all the acquisitions play huge roles for the Braves. It's just, It's been a team effort for real, but Austin Riley is for sure the team MVP. And they're going to need him in this matchup with, with Milwaukee because this is a terrifyingly tough matchup. Uh, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. This is the team that kind of, outside of the Dodgers, because the Dodgers, the Dodgers should walk away with this World Series. They're easily the most talented team. Um, th there's not another team who has their, their same type of talent on the roster. Um, but they don't have a great offense. Or the Dodgers have to go through the devil magic of the Cardinals. So I hate having to I hate having to root for a Cardinals team, uh, but if ever the Devil Magic could help out the Braves, this would be the season. If you can get the Dodgers out of the way before you have to face them, I think the Braves match up very well with teams like the Giants and with everybody else. I know the Giants have the most wins. I know they still are probably going to win that division, but I, I still just think that I don't think that they're the most talented team. I know they have the most wins and, and they've managed to win games. I just don't think that they are the most talented roster, and I think that at some point. 
that bill's going to come due, and I think it's going to be in the postseason. I think if the, the Cardinals get past the Dodgers in that one game play-in, I think they've got a real shot at being the Giants, too. I, I just I, I think the Braves, if you can get the Dodgers out of there, then the Braves and Brewers winner, I think they're your favorites in the NL to make it to the World Series. It can be very similar to 2019 with that Nationals team. And this is going to be a tough road to hoe. I actually think this Brewers team is the dark horse team, even facing the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers just have a crazy lineup and really good pitching, so you don't pick anybody to beat them. But this Brewers team has the best three of starting rotations in baseball. And in the postseason, you really only need your top three. And I know they actually don't have a great bullpen. The Braves' bullpen is actually ranked ahead of, of, of Milwaukee's, which you should be very thankful for, and especially with Devin Williams uh, pulling a Waskar Noah and breaking his hand, punching a wall. That makes them that much thinner. It means that your, their starters are, are really going to be looking at going eight innings and turning it over to Hayter themselves because the rest of their bullpen has not really been that spectacular. So if you're the Braves, if you can run pitch counts up, because it's going to be very hard to score runs consistently off of Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. This is going to be one of those one of those where you're kind of hoping that the power plays because it's going to be very hard to string together multiple hits against these guys. It's going to be very hard to get multiple mistakes from these pitchers. These are three outstanding arms. Burns is your NL Cy Young. Uh, Scherzer might win it because it's Scherzer, but this should be Burns' award pretty handily. And I actually think you could argue Zach Wheeler over Max Scherzer myself personally, but this is Corbin Burns has been just incredible all season long. Uh, now, if DeGrom had stayed healthy, he'd beat DeGrom's, but it's no fault of Burns that DeGrom wasn't healthy. Burns went out there and he put up a DeGrom type of season. Just incredible. He's going to be a very tough matchup. Uh, he's going to match up with Charlie Morton, and that's going to be two really, really good matchups. Uh, first team to two runs might win that game. Uh, then you'll see Max Fried matching him with Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff, who I think is one of the most underrated aces in baseball, just goes out day in and day out, gives you six innings, 10Ks. Sometimes he'll give you seven or eight, but usually it's going to be six or seven, 10 strikeouts, not going to walk a lot of guys. Just an incredible pitcher, big heavy fastball with a lot of sinking action, really nice uh, 12-6-er, just a a fantastic pitcher. And then Freddy Peralta has been just as good as those two. Another high-impact guy, another high-velocity guy goes out there and just manhandles offenses. So if you're the Braves, this is going to be one of those where having the depth in this lineup that Alex kind of put forth by going out there and getting a lot of guys who can do a lot of the same things, that's really going to help you out here. I think you're going to see Solaire featured heavily. I don't think you'll see him get days off. Duvall is going to be in center field because you're going to have to be playing for offense. Uh, so I, I think this is one of those where you're going to see it be Rosario and Duvall and Solaire in the outfield. And I think that's going to be what you see them stick with. Maybe you'll see them give Jock a start or two against, uh, against a lefty because Jock has been good against a lefty. But all three of these guys for the Brewers are, are righties. So you have to have Eddie Rosario in there. He's been mashing righties all season. Uh, I am interested to see how they do. Solaire at leadoff has been very good for the Braves. Um, had some bad luck, but the, the approach has been much better. It's been better just getting Ozzy out of the leadoff spot. And the Braves still don't have a traditional leadoff type of guy or a guy that I think really fits as a leadoff. Uh, but there's a lot of things they can do with the depth of lineup that they have now. And it's been working. And it's working at the right time. So the most important key piece for me is going to be get these guys some rest. Now that you've clinched the division, I don't want to see Freddie play all the last games. Maybe let him have one at-bat so he can still see some live pitching. I don't know. But most importantly, Freddie, Austin, Dansby, Ozzy, they need time off. They need to rest so they can come in with as fresh a legs as possible into this postseason berth because this is going to be a very, very tough fight. The Braves and Brewers are, are nearly evenly matched in just about every category. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're two very, very, very close, very similar teams that I think have very similar paths in this postseason. Neither are as talented as the Dodgers, 
Um, they would need somebody else to help them out for me to pick them to win it all. But they are certainly teams that, if they get to the World Series, can certainly win. And I think the AL has some good teams. I think the AL has a lot of good players, which is why the AL tends to win the All-Star game. Plus, having the DH kind of benefits the AL because they've already got actual DHs there. Um, but I think overall, team-wise, I think that the AL is a little bit lesser. Uh, I think that the, I think that whoever comes out of the National League could easily is is going to win the World Series. Um, the Yankees, if they make it, are interesting because they can just score so many runs. Um, the White Sox are interesting because they have a lot of talent. Um, Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito are two very very good pitchers. But overall, I think the NL has the edge, and I think you'll see that carry itself through. As you can hear, my dog who just refuses to shut up whenever I record a show, Gucci has to be involved in some sort of capacity here. Um, but he, he's with me on this. I think that if the Braves can get past the Brewers, I think you start really looking really looking at their chances at a World Series run. And this, if you had told me that when Ronald went down, I would have thought you were crazy. I still thought they were a good team, and you always want to get to the postseason and take your chances because anything can happen in the postseason. But this is a team that you start seeing there's a path there. There's a way to get where you want to go with this Braves team. Now, it requires some help, but... It can certainly happen. The lineup is deep enough. And in a weird way, they don't have Ronald. So the lineup is not quite as talented as it would be. But the bench is better than it's been at any point under Alex Anthopoulos' tenure. Guillermo Heredia has done great things for the Braves. Um, he's been a very good defensive replacement. And he's just been a, a really nice piece. And you wouldn't be where you were without your guys like Guillermo Heredia. So uh, Guillermo and Jock coming off the bench along with A-Ray Adrianza, who, who played such a big role for the Braves this year. That's a That's a... A half, that's a pretty decent bench. It's not the it's not the Dodgers bench who can bring Cody Bellinger off of it, but in normal terms for normal teams, that's a good bench. And you're talking about you know you've got your backup catcher or whatever, yeah, whatever. Not not that great there, but if it's gonna be William Contreras, that's another bat that you can bring off there that has big time impact. I don't know how much he'll get in the postseason, but he's got some impact in his bat there too. And Travis has has done pretty well since coming back. Um, but the lineup overall is very deep. Dansby's been batting eighth. If you can get Dansby hot again right here at the end of the season, now you're talking about a lineup that's firing on all cylinders heading into uh, some very, very tough matchups, and I like the sound of that. I don't like hoping for the Cardinals to help me out a little bit, but I, I like the offense performing the way it is heading into this Brewers matchup, and I think that's going to be very important. Uh, and I think it's very, very, very important for this team. And I think with no Devin Williams, I'm going to pick the Braves to win it, I am nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very nervous about this matchup. I think that the Brewers are, are like I've said a million times, the Brewers are a very, very, very dangerous team. Uh, and I could certainly see them shutting out the Braves all three games. But this is a Braves team that if they can scratch across two or three runs of their own, I don't think the Brewers' offense is anything to, to really – I don't think the Brewers' offense is anything to write home about regardless of what their numbers have been. I think they're an offense that you can handle. So – this is going to be another very suspenseful matchup. Uh, this is going to be one where, as Braves fans, we did not think we were going to get much. So I think this division title, uh, I think, I think it means a lot to the team. I mean, to to win that without Ronald Acuna, to win it despite all the things that you faced during the season, I think this is one of those things that can propel a team. I think this is one of those where it can you can either have a bleed down effect just from the loss of adrenaline and and the relief factor, or it can be one of those things that spurs you on to play even better than you were before. I don't know which way it's going to fall for the Braves. Um, but I'm very, very excited to find out. And this last series with the Mets, I, I almost don't expect them to really, I don't want to say they don't care if they win or not. They're always going to want to win. Um, as you'll see, Waskar Anoa going tonight against Tyler McGill. Um, but I don't think that this is going to be as heavy 
for the Braves. I think this is their chance to, to get some rest and, and to work on little things as they head into the postseason. As a matter of fact, you've already got it set up on uh, Saturday for a bullpen game with Jesse Chavez. That, to me, is going to be the more interesting question. How does the bullpen shake out uh, in the postseason? Because the Braves have a lot of options. Uh, now, if I were to hang at my guess, I think you're going to see Wascar Anoa uh, in the bullpen, and I think that's probably the right call. I still think Wascar at his best is better than Ian. Um, I know that's crazy to say. I think Wascar at his absolute best is, is one of the most dominant guys on the rotation, and I think he's shown that over and over, but I think he's fatigued, so I'd like to see him more in the bullpen, let him have two or three inning stints, and let him run that fastball up there. Uh, I do think you're going to see Richard Rodriguez. I know he hasn't been great for the Braves, but there's a lot of experience there. You didn't trade for him for him to not make your playoff roster. For better or worse, say what you want about him. They're not going to leave him off the playoff roster. He's going to be on there. I'm hoping Josh Tomlin is not. There's a chance he gets called back up and gets to get in some games here just as a thank you at the end of the season, but I don't want him on my postseason roster. I would like to see them call up Kyle Muller and put Muller in the bullpen. Uh, I think having another lefty like like Muller who's got that heavy, heavy stuff uh, and features a heavy sinker as well that would allow him to to kind of face righties a little bit, uh, I think that would help. Will Smith, for better or worse, he's going to be the closer that Smith, that, that Snit turns to, even though it should be Tyler Matzik. Uh, I think you'll see Matzik for sure. So righties, I think you'll see Anoa. I think you'll see Rodriguez, most certainly Luke Jackson. Once you start getting into the final couple spots is where things get interesting. Uh, could you see Chris Martin come in there? Maybe, but I think Martin is, is one of these guys that's a fair chance that he's going to get left off of the roster. Um, I think there's a chance that you could see Tukey. I think the Braves know what you can get with Tukey, but I think they also know that it can blow up on Tukey pretty easily. So that, that righty in the bullpen is kind of tricky. That's where you start wondering here at the 8th or ninth: do they go heavy lefty? Do, do they go and bring up somebody we're not expecting. A guy like Indigo Diaz would be a guy I would be very excited. Maybe it's Spencer Strider, who they just called up to AAA after they after uh, Mississippi won a championship there, and his first outing is touching 101, gets three Ks. He's certainly a guy whose fastball could play up enough, and he's got that same type of slider that, that Luke Jackson has. He could get big league hitters out. Now, the walk rate's kind of spiked a little bit in Mississippi, um, but that's that's going to happen once you start getting to a point where you have to throw more breaking balls. Indigo Diaz is a guy that we've talked about numerous times on the show this season, and he's a guy that I think could get big league hitters out right now. I would probably put Indigo Diaz on here. Um, I might leave Strider because I, I I really just want him. I think it'd be kind of a lot to ask a guy to go from his final season of college uh, or to jump five levels in his first real season. Lefty's a little bit easier to shake out. You're going to have A.J. Mencher. You're going to have Tyler Matzik. You're going to have Will Smith. Um I think you should have Kyle Muller as well. I think I think Kyle Muller would be uh, I think he would be an excellent piece out of this bullpen. I think that he would be a guy that you look at and uh, think that he could do some very good things for you. Another one of those guys that if you're playing matchups and you need to uh, to get to some guys late in games or, or to have a guy take a couple of innings or to piggyback, I think Kyle Muller makes a lot of sense there. Maybe maybe Dylan Lee. He didn't get into a game news up there, but he was very very good uh, in the minors. Uh, and he, I think he kind of deserves a chance. I don't really know what the game plan is going to be. I think you'll see most of the same bullpen that you see now and maybe add one other piece. Um, I don't think you'll see Tomlin on it, but I'd like to see. If, if you can only add one, I'd like, it to, I'd like it to be Kyle Muller and keep having the heavy, the heavy, heavy 100-thrower lefties. With Muller and Matzik in there, you feel good. Muller's, Muller's command is not exactly what you want to see, it, but he's got some of the premium stuff. And in the postseason, I want to have the stuff in there. I want to have the guys I can set guys down. Offensively, you're going to see it very steady. I think you're going to see the same guys brought out every single day. They're gonna, they're going, if they're going to lose, they're going to lose with their best players. That's going to be the way that you see it. 
unfortunately for Jock, he'll probably be on the bench the whole time there. So you're going to dance with who got you there. And for the Braves, very, very promising setup. This is a chance for them to uh, – I, I know nobody's going to pick the Braves to win it, but this is – a this is short of last year where the Braves were two innings away, this is going to be the best team that the Braves have taken into the postseason – uh, in a number of years, and really probably overall. I think this is probably better than the 2019 team. Now, then you had Ronald Acuna, but you didn't have the pitching, and you didn't. This year, you've got the pitching depth. You've got some really good pieces in the bullpen. You've got bench depth. Now, you're missing that overall superstar in Ronald. That kind of hurts a little bit, but this is a team that can do a lot of great things. I'm going to go ahead and end the show here for today, just telling you guys, no matter how this ends out for with the Mets in this series, the Braves are looking good, and this matchup with Milwaukee is not going to be one to miss. These are two very similar teams with two very similar paths to the championship. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode. We'll be back next week where Doc will be back on the show. I am very much hoping so. So sorry to you guys that only got to listen to me today. Um, but thank you guys for, for tuning in. Braves, the division champs for the fourth consecutive year, keeping TPS undefeated. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back again next week right here on the Platinum Sombrero. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.